Matthew chapter 27 verses 51 through verse 53 may be the most extraordinary Bible verses ever. My name is Mike Stibbs and this is the Detox Babylon Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Detox Babylon Podcast. I am your host, Mike Stibbs. It is very good to be here with you today. I really hope that you're doing well. I'm doing fantastic. I love being here with you guys on Friday. So thank you very much for tuning in. Now, uh, before we get into the content here, I want to issue a special promo code. So you can get my documentary, End Times and Our Financial System. But this doesn't come exactly for free. I've got a trivia question for you. So the first person to answer this trivia question correctly will get a streaming version of my new documentary for absolutely free. The next four that answer it correctly will get a special promo code to where you can buy it for $2. I'm sorry, you can rent it for $2.22 and you'll have um, three days to watch it, okay? So I'm going to issue the trivia question right now. Again, the first person to answer this correctly gets to stream it for free. The following four that answer it correctly will be able to stream it for $2.22. So the trivia question is, is now obviously I know that you can go and you can look this up. Okay. I'm not, I won't born yesterday, but I mean, I am asking for the honor system on this. So the trivia question is, is what is the first prophecy given in the Bible? Now, one hint here, the, uh, I mean, when I mean prophecy, I mean something that hasn't happened yet, but that will take place. So I'm not going to give you any other hints. Now, where do you answer this? I want you to answer this via Instagram at Detox Babylon. If you are not on Instagram or you're opposed to Instagram, you can email me at MikeStibs at gmail.com. That's M-I-K-E. S-T-I-B-S at gmail.com. The first person to answer it correctly gets, gets to stream it for free. The next four will get to rent it and stream it for $2.22. So good luck to you. I look forward to hearing from you and all of your answers. So I want to get into this interesting topic. Now, this is uh, Matthew 27. And I really start, I'll start at verse 51 and go through 53. But basically what happened was, is that Jesus was dying on the cross. Now I'll, I'll go back. I'm actually going to start on verse 45, but we're going to highlight 51 through 53. We're going to highlight verses 51 through 53, and we're going to try to decipher what was really going on here. Um, but nevertheless, this is a miraculous event that took place when Jesus died on the cross. So this is Matthew 27, starting at verse 45. Now, from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over all the land. 
And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, this man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. Then the rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come and save him. And that's not what he was saying. He was saying he was calling Eli, Eli, um, which was father, father, like Elohim. Um, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Hallelujah. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were split. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. That's crazy. So this is Matthew 27. I started reading there at verse 45. This is telling us that when Jesus died... Okay, not not when he was raised from the dead, but when he died on Good Friday, that when he gave up his spirit, some of the saints that fell asleep were raised from the dead and they came out of the tombs and they walked around. What? That's crazy, right? It sounds really super crazy. Now, you know, I did. I used to think when I would read this back in the day. Um, and I really still, I still don't know. I'll say that I, I choose not to really um, uh, pick a side on what, what this exactly is. But there is um, two sides to the coin on what people believe. Now, when I used to read this, I would read it and I would think that this was like Old Testament saints, like prophets. Okay. But it seems that Modern day scholars will say that these were followers of Jesus that just fell asleep while Jesus was ministering. You know, so during those, you know, um, three years or two years that Jesus was ministering, that these were people that followed him and they died. And then they rose again once Jesus um, died on the cross. Um, So a, a weird resurrection, to say the least. And we have to realize, you know, especially for us right now, we have to realize something that before Jesus died and rose again and then ascended to the Father, you know, we didn't really have access to the fullness, the full measure of God's Spirit. And, you know, just to to say that, you know, now it's like, I I have that, you have that. You have the ability to enter the fullness of his presence via the blood of Jesus Christ, that that sacrifice atoned for your sin that separated you from really being able to access him to the full measure. And that is so great of a gift that we have, especially in these last days as you know, things start to to really close in on on the uh, the church, you know, globally and the, ch- the church in America. And so, I am eternally grateful, and that's why you know I give my life to Him 
because it was such a great sacrifice and such a great victory. You know, God could have really done it with a snap of a finger, but he decided to do it through a seed, through the seed of man. Um, well, through the, through the, through the egg of a woman and the, and his own seed, the seed of the Holy Spirit, but he chose to do it as a man and he chose to walk it out the way he did. It's just such a, a an, an awesome thing. So going back to these verses, I found some interesting commentary and I'll go through it and add some of my own commentary to it. Um, but this says, Matthew tells us that on Good Friday, the tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. We don't often hear about this other resurrection, which is very true. I've never, ever heard any pastor talk about this, which is not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it's very interesting. Um, in fact, Matthew is the only gospel writer who even mentions it. This has led some scholars to question the account's validity or to recast it as a unique literary device designed to emphasize the significance of Christ's death. But it's hard to imagine figurative people walking, waking from death, coming out of the tombs, entering the holy city, and appearing to many. If we are to take scripture as God's word, we must deal with it on its own terms. We must allow God to speak for himself. Though Matthew provides few details, I believe this Good Friday resurrection of saints reveals something foundational about God's character and is meant to encourage those of us who humbly wear the badge of saint today. But to better understand the passage and its context, we must first consider who these revived believers were. The New Testament writers do not toss around the term saints lightly. Okay, I'm going to interject a little bit here. So saints were those who adamantly followed Jesus in the New Testament, right? They didn't just, they, the New Testament just didn't say, well, because they rose their hand in a prayer, they were a saint. No, these were people who followed and were, and lived by the discipline of God. These were considered saints. So the New Testament writers do not toss the term saints lightly. In the gospels and epistles, the word invariably refers to faithful followers of Jesus. There's no reason to seek another meaning here. And while it's exhilarating to consider the possibility these were Old Testament saints rising from the dead to witness Jesus' greatest miracle, such a scenario seems unlikely. So he's saying in this that's unlikely that these were Old Testament prophets, which I sort of believed before. Um, but moving on, he kind of gives a good example of why it's not. Matthew tells us that these men and women appeared to many in the holy city, implying that they were known. In a world without photography, only those remembered by the living could be recognized. So that makes sense. So he's saying that you know, it was like if I died and you never had, you know, you don't know what I look like. There's no video on me. And I raised within the same lifetime that you're alive, you would know, you would know me. And that's what they're saying here. That's why they're believing that these were people who actually followed Jesus and just died, but they were resurrected once Jesus died on the cross. Um, so in the moment, these risen disciples served as witnesses to Christ's power over death and his claim to be the Jewish Messiah. So they, they preached, you know, from, from once they were, when they were uh, raised, they went out and they preached, you know, demonstrating his true power. The crowds gathered 
<clears throat> on Golgotha may have only may have seen only a peasant carpenter turned itinerant preacher offering up his life in a final gasp but Jesus was not a def- but the death of Jesus was not a defeat it was a victory on the cross he made a way for men and women to draw near to the heavenly father who loves them that's why in the same passage in which he mentions the resurrected saints Matthew also tells of the veil of the temple being torn in two now we were talking about the veil being torn in two and how that really made a way for us to um, enter into the presence of God. So I want to know, I really want to know what you guys think. I want to know what you think. Uh, Please leave a comment. Don't forget about the trivia question. If you are tuning in late to this, um, go back and listen to the beginning because I issued a trivia question to give a free copy of my new documentary to the first person who answered the trivia question and to the last, to the next four, will get um, a very, very deep discount on the, the rental stream. So I want to go a little bit further into this idea of the saints, And I'm going to go into a little bit of Ephesians chapter 1 and give some revelation that I feel like I've gotten out of that verse, out of that chapter of the Bible. But that will be only for Daily Renegade members. I'm going to say goodbye to the YouTube channel. I love you. Stay tuned. Go to dailyrenegade.com. Get a subscription. You will not regret it. My name's Mike Stibbs. This is Detox Babylon. Go forth, bear some fruit. So thank you, Daily Renegade members, for sticking around. By the way, I did issue that special um, challenge on the trivia question. Now, if you want to get it, um, get a streaming version of the documentary for only $4.44. That's available to all of you Daily Renegade members. Go to DetoxBabylon.com, click the Stream Now button, enter promo code DRMEMBER, and boom, $4.44 will get you you the stream of my new documentary. It will bless my socks off, and I promise you, you will not regret that purchase. So anyway, moving on to this idea of the saints, I want to go into... Um, the book of Ephesians, and I love the book of Ephesians, um, very, very much. Um, and just moving on here. So the book of Ephesians, I'm going to go into chapter one and I'm just going to read some of this and offer some commentary. And when I read the book of Ephesians, for some reason, like my mind's eye just pictures like all of these, like spiritual gifts that God's given to us, you know, and really my take on the spiritual gifts, which I don't think I've ever shared before, but I am definitely one who believes in the spiritual gifts. Um, I'm not a denominational Christian. I am not a non-denominational Christian, okay? Because non-denomination is probably its own denomination um, if you really get into it. But I would just say that I I try to the fullest of my ability, not that I have attained, but to read the Bible for face value and believe it for exactly what it says. 
And so I pray in the spirit. I pray in other tongues. I pray in my heavenly language. And I can make a really, really good case why that is for everybody. But having said that, to one is given grace in this area and to one is given grace in that area. So I am not dogmatic on that. I just, I, I say what Paul says. I wish that you all spoke in tongues as much as I do. Um, but having said that, I do believe that most of the spiritual gifts flow through um, evangelism, you know, that it, it's really there to evangelize the lost and to evangelize even the lost that are in the church. It's there to, it's not there for a dog and pony show. It's there to, for us to manifest those gifts through Holy Spirit, who will choose whoever he wishes at that moment to release that gift and to really, so, you know, when someone comes into the church and you reveal the secrets of their heart, that they fall on their knees and they worship the living God. So that's where I come from on that. So having said that, we're going to go into this a little bit here and I will offer some commentary so I'm just going to start um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints, to the saints, we were talking about saints, who are in Ephesus and faithful in Jesus Christ. And actually it says Christ Jesus there. I apologize. Grace to you and peace from our God and Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So right there it says Christ Jesus. Then it says Jesus Christ. That's going to be a different show. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to the adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved this is this is not to be taken lightly i think sometimes i don't know we read the bible and we're like oh that's nice that's oh that, that's that's great that's great but like let that sink into you let that be a seed in your heart right and i'll just go back here <clears throat> blessed be the god and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he's chose us before, in, chose, chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Before the world was a spinning ball in space, you were chosen by God to walk in righteousness. That is just a, if that doesn't encourage you, get on your knees right now and ask God to encourage your spirit in Jesus' name. 
in him, in Christ, right? In him, we have redemption through his blood. Like we were talking about before, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. It's it's truly amazing how real this is, you know, when we go back and we start reading this stuff. And then here is where, here is where um, I'm going to get in and I'm going to stop at chapter, I'm sorry, I'm going to stop at, at, at verse 21 and then offer some more commentary. But this is a prayer for spiritual wisdom. So, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but in the age which is to come. And I'm going to continue. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all, Christ fills all in all. Pray that you would have your eyes opened to the knowledge and revelation of his will, right? And I talk about this a lot. I talk about this, this law of attraction type of prayer, which means that you can pray for whatever you want and then just believe it and you'll get it. That's what they'll tell you. But if you have wisdom and revelation of the will of God, then you're praying with God. You're not praying prayers that are against his will for you. Think on that one. That's going to be it for today. I'm Mike Stibbs. God bless. Go forth. Bear some fruit.